Do you want to know something really funny and ironic? I would love to know something really funny and ironic. The last time I recorded an episode, I said that the next episode would be an episode about procrastination. I see. (laughs) Um, And now this episode's not about it, and it's coming out many, many months after I see. The dramatic irony. The dramatic irony of me being like, next one's about procrastination. In a way it was. Ha ha. But hello, my name's Arya Green. My name's Andrew, and I, I, I'm omitting my last name for, oh, for legal reasons. For confidentiality? Okay. Um, well, this is basically my husband. Um, <laughs> we might as well be married. Uh, That's true. I could be, could be Andrew Green. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to be? Um, but this is uh, now probably going to be called Help Yourself. Uh, formerly the long-winded help one person every day, even if it's you. I walked into Andrew's office the other night and I was like, you know what? I just realized I made a really long title for my podcast when it could have just been Help Yourself. Yeah, it's catchier. Yeah, it's catchier, it's shorter. It's the same idea encapsulated, um, but you get it. So welcome to to Help Yourself. Um, Like the the title, sit down, grab a tasty treat, make yourself at home. Game on. (laughs) Game on, gamers, and help yourself. but yeah, no, this episode's not going to be about procrastination, actually. Surprise! Um, I haven't been around for a while. I haven't recorded anything or, like, posted on the blog or, like, done anything with this project. Um, and the honest answer for that um, is that my mental health has uh, not been great uh, the past few months. And it's been a lot of life hurdles. Um, and I have Andy here with me today to, to talk about it some because he has been at the forefront. He has been supporting me through... Some really low lows that I've had as far as my mental health goes the past few months. I, I'm feeling, just just as a disclaimer before anybody who like knows me and listens to this is like, oh my god, are you alright? I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm in a, a lot more stable place. Um, also, sorry if you hear my cat making weird noises in the background. If she gets too noisy, I'll kick her off. But She's a freak. I'm not. <laughs> she is a freak. I'm not a good enough editor to just uh, edit every single meow out of the background, so we may have to live with it. Top ten meows compilation. Top ten meows compilation featuring my my creature Amity. Um, but back to what I was saying. Um, my mental health has not been great, so I have Andy here today, and he's just gonna share his input as I talk about what I've been going through the past few months, and I'll ask him some questions. Um, one because. I'm coming back in the middle of Mental Health Awareness Month, and I feel like it is only appropriate, being that this is like a mental health psychology, self-help, whatever, podcast, that I am candid about my own mental health struggles, and that I create like a space where it's okay to talk about it, or like even if I like inspire one person to like get help or access some of the resources I've accessed, or just, you know, tell somebody how they're feeling right now. I think uh, I would be happy. But, yeah, I think it's only appropriate to just be like, hey, you know, this is what's been going on, and just talk about how I kind of have been surviving through it. And also, I thought it was very important to get the perspective of somebody who has been supporting me through my mental health struggles um, on the the front lines, been dealing with the brunt of it, (laughs) 
been through some some rough moments with me and has you know talked me through it and, and helped me a lot um even even in circumstances where like you had every right to be like man this is way above me um and uh, I think it's been a large part. Wow, I'm already getting emotional. We just started. I just, I just think it's a large part of what's kept me afloat the past few months. So I, I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. Well, I'm glad. I don't feel like I've done much, but uh, apparently it did done it done be much. <laughs> it did done be much. Congratulations for done be much. Um. But yeah, I don't even know where to really start. Um, it's just kind of one of those things where like, there wasn't like a stark moment where I was like, oh, my mental health's bad now. It was just kind of like a, a rocky descent um, as like a lot of life stresses played out on me and I was struggling internally a lot. And uh, you know, I, I had stopped going to therapy partially because of the pandemic um, partially just because the last time I had gone to therapy, I felt like I was in an okay place. Um, but really, I need to go back. I'm still working on going back. Um, I've been kind of putting it off. But it is something that I, I still need to do. But I've accessed some resources in the meantime to get me through. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, depression just got a, a really good grip on me, I think. And, and anxiety and... Just like a, a good old mix of those things, and I think a lot of my PTSD struggles, I would say, kind of came through in a lot of ways. Um, just to just to be candid, um, assuming the people that are listening, to, that anybody who might be listening to this doesn't know me personally, um, you probably all do, but you know, just in the rare case, I I hit it big. Um, <laughs> So for the past, yeah, I get real famous off of talking about my bad mental health. Um, but I, I have been living in my hometown the past few years. I, I moved away when I went to college, and then I came back because my parents' health was worrying the shit out of me. Um, and nobody else lived nearby to help take care of them. And also, it helped me save money. I'll just be honest. And uh, I moved back knowing full well that I was going to be moving back to my hometown that I grew up in. That was not the greatest environment for me, personally. Um, I won't go into details. I won't turn this into the PTSD podcast. I've been thinking a lot about having actually a blog post or a podcast where I like kind of dive into my own personal experiences with PTSD, but I'm not going to get into why I have it or any of that shit. Um, but I have it. And uh, a lot of it was perpetuated around experiences that I had growing up in this town um, and it's a small town, and, you know, every time I would go outside, you know, I, every time I would go outside, or every time I even existed in my own house, I was constantly walking through what felt like a fucking nightmare gallery <laughs> of, like, all of the, the, the bad experiences that I've, I've had, and it was not fun. I can confirm this. Yeah, it wasn't fun. Um, I struggled a lot with it. I mean, I couldn't go anywhere without having a, a memory triggered. Or even worse, um, a lot of times somebody that I knew growing up or in high school that was like back visiting or working there or whatever, you know, even innocuous people, even people that didn't necessarily do anything to me to make me feel the way that I felt. But even people that were just, like, associated with something by a long shot, 
I could not even just go to Chick-fil-A and have like a worker recognize me and say hi without basically being in a, a PTSD fog for the rest of the day and like being triggered and being anxious. And that is just not a way to live. <laughs> um, and after a while, I think it just took its toll on me. I think I spent a long time there kind of coping with it and being okay. But I think in these last few months, especially, you know, coming up on moving out, I just think it really just hit me hard. Um, and I think Andy can confirm that because, you know, he I can. It was very dire. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to move out when we were. Yeah, me too. I mean, the plan was to anyways for you know, our own independence and um, for for me to be closer to my job. But in reality, a large part of it was to preserve my mental health. Um, you know, I couldn't even walk around my neighborhood. I couldn't even go for a walk. I couldn't get exercise without feeling unsafe um, just because of the environment that I was in. And... Um, again, that's really no, no way to live and it, it took its toll and it sucked. Um, and, uh, I didn't really feel like I had a lot of good ways to cope with it because my, my work was requiring a lot of me. I just was struggling with so many things at once, but I think, I think that was one of the biggest factors. And I, I'd be interested to hear from you, Andy, as somebody who does not have PTSD, um, unless you just have a big reveal for me right now that you've kept for me, but, you <laughs> yeah, know. my hidden PTSD. As somebody who does not have PTSD, um, I mean, what is, I guess the first question I, I could think to ask is, what is the, the hardest part of, like, I guess being able to understand or provide support to somebody who does? I mean, the hardest part is just that I don't understand it, and that I, I don't know. It's like, I have to take a very active like a very active stance or, or, or I guess, or like keep a very active mindset because, you know, I don't really understand it. So I need to just try actively to be patient because what it just seems to me is like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm like, I just, my, my gut reaction is like, oh, like, like this feels like it's, it's, like very dramatic or like like an overreaction or something i just try to need to put myself in like a mindset of like i'm not gonna understand this and all i can really do is just try my best to you know especially with you know listen to what you have uh have told me and you know try to just try to help you through it the best i can because i i don't know what i'm doing but if i can talk to you about it and figure out you know what I can do for you when you're you know having having a panic attack or whatever or, or you know a PTSD moment um top 10 or a PTSD moment <laughs> uh I can what a, what a list that would be I can try to I can try to honestly I don't know if you've had 10 of them at least around me to I mean it's it's been I don't know I guess it depends on you know, I don't know. It's less moments and more just fears and stuff that, that inhibit you and make your, your life worse. And, uh, and yeah. But anyways, 
I don't know. Yeah, like, I just don't really know what to do, so I guess. Yeah, no, I would definitely say just, like, trying to... Or, just trying to take it seriously, I guess, yeah. and trying to just be patient and not just dismiss it. it. It's a it's a very active thing. Like, it's not easy for me. Yeah, and I, I don't expect it to be because, I mean, like, it goes without saying. Like, you're not... You're not a professional that's designed to, to handle this. This is just purely from the perspective of like a loved one that is just very close to me. Inevitably is just going to be, you know, as my partner is going to be present for some of those things. Um, because it's, it's not, it's not something that goes away, you know, it's just, it's there with you. Um, and it's, it's not, it's not a, a just get over it thing, you know? And um Yeah, and I know it's not, but I know you know that. Um And I, I don't I don't I don't think I approach it often from just a just get over it. Kind you don't. Of thing. You don't. Yeah, and at least uh, I try to not. Yeah, and I appreciate it because I feel like you've been as understanding and supportive as I could expect someone to be that does not know anything about PTSD besides just what I've told you. Yeah. Like all you all you really know is just my own personal experiences. And I mean everybody I mean, you know one person with PTSD, you only know one person with PTSD. Because everybody has different trauma that has PTSD and different experiences. I mean no no one person experiences it the same. Yeah. Um and my trauma is just such a weird, unique blend of like many events that added up. It's not really, like, a one-off event that I, like, live in fear of. It's, like, a whole systematic, um, just bad, bad environment uh, I, I was forced to, to grow up in. Um, and that's, that's all I'll really say about that. But, you know, I think, I think what you said is, is important for people to hear about, you know, like, if they don't have PTSD but they know somebody who does. Because, like at times like i i'm sure from a reasonable perspective that some of the things that i like was scared by or like freaked out about you know didn't seem rational to you or seemed a little bit overreactionary but you were willing to listen and understand that it, it's not just the one thing that set me off it is just like a systematic you know deep, deep, deep level of things and trauma that I experienced that all interconnect and that, you know, make that thing set me off, you know, that make that thing triggering or frightening to me because my brain doesn't just see that thing like the way yours sees it. My brain delves much deeper into all the scary implications and the chain of events and everything you know, similar to, to the, the things I experienced when I was younger. So, I mean, like, I, I think it is important for people to hear, you know, if you have a loved one who has PTSD, like, you may f feel like in the moment, like, what is this about? Like, this seems really over the top. But just listen and be patient um, and be willing to hear them out. Because what, at you know, the surface level of what has triggered them or is upsetting them is probably not all there is to it and um, correct me if I'm wrong but I think that's a lot of what you've learned kind of being with me and going through this with me is that you know it's not whatever I'm like initially upset about that's never just the base level if it's like a PTSD thing it's like 
it interconnects down to some deep roots. And that's why it usually gets to me and upsets me. Yeah. It is. It's hard to understand. If you haven't been through trauma, it's really difficult to, to understand the effects it can have on somebody. But uh, trauma is real, and it doesn't really go away. It's just something you've got um, to deal with, just like, honestly, any mental health issue. I think trauma and PTSD are just so event and experience related as opposed to things like anxiety and depression that are just very... I mean, both of those things can be influenced by events that happen, but they aren't... At their core, they aren't, like, fear of these events. You know what I mean? Like, they're... They're just what they are. Yeah. You kind of just, you know, have that feeling of depression or feel those feelings of anxiety, and there's not always a reason or, like, a core reaction or whatever. It's just kind of there sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's just some of what I've been dealing with. I really would say that that's probably one of the worst parts of it. That combined with like family stresses and realizing that I was not on the path I wanted to be as far as academics go. I was a uh, I was an MS student, uh, and uh, probably most people don't know this because I've only told a few people at this point. But I was an MS student at UT Dallas. Realized that. Um, <laughs> After like a semester and a half, I realized that, um, hey, I actually kind of hate this. <laughs> you know, this thing that I, I thought I wanted to do is just not enjoyable to me anymore. And I didn't really understand why. And uh, that really freaked me out. And uh, I resisted it for a while until eventually I think I had just had like a breakdown or something. And I was like, I just admitted it. I think to you first and to myself um, out loud, like, I just don't want to do school anymore. You certainly had a, a moment. Um, yeah, and I remember your initial reaction was, wait a second, like, don't don't actually quit school right now, right, the second, because you're not calm. Yeah, and I think you were like, no, I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> Listen, I mean, it turned out it turned out being that you did actually, you know, well, I didn't not do it. just... You know, I didn't do it right then. Not, I, not just then. I wrote it up. I wrote it up. I was like, I'm going to write it up right now, because I, I knew deep down that I had been thinking about this for a while. To you, it just seemed very sudden. But to me, I'd been thinking about this for a while, and I had been denying it to myself. And then I finally just was so, like, just burnt out and, like, broken down from everything I was experiencing. And I was like, I cannot do all of this anymore. Like, <laughs> all of this that I'm putting on myself, I am overloading myself with commitment, and it is too much. Yes. I mean, you do... It is, it is a, an aria moment with when you're, uh, uh, like... Overcommitted? You, overcommitted. Uh, <laughs> Because you were doing like twelve or twelve hours of, of school and um, and full time work, and I was just like, wow, what a dreadful twelve hours of grad school. Twelve hours of grad school, which I fucking I can I swear on here. Yeah, you can swear. It's my podcast. Yeah, you can swear. I <laughs> I, uh, I I barely would want to even exist doing twelve hours of school, which is why I I dropped out. Uh, because I was just miserable doing school. But you were here you were doing your full-time job that required you to to drive all over the place and also doing 12 hours of grad school and not undergrad. And uh, it, I mean even if it and also you were just like I, I don't like the subject, which is, you know, that's fine if you I did. I didn't. I uh, I'm really interested in in child development. However, I think I was expecting I don't know what I was expecting. I, I just basically realized that I had not specialized my program enough to my actual interests. So I was learning about child development, but I was learning all these things that 
don't actually pertain to what I really want to do, um, which is, you know, child, like, mental health help and child mental health work and advocacy. And, like, I was learning some of that, yeah, but also mostly just, like, here's when a baby is supposed to walk. Here's the mechanisms with which they used to walk, which is great information. I mean, I'm using it at my current job and, like... Yeah, I mean, it's practical stuff, but it's not... If it's not what you want to do, it's not what you want to it's, do. It's just not. It's not what I want to do. And it took me a while to really realize that. And I was, like, halfway through my grad program. I was like, I only have one more year. I should just push through. And I, I just realized, like, the only, if my only reason to continue is that I've come so far and not that I'm actually enjoying what I'm doing or want to be doing it, then that is not a good enough reason. And it was just stressing me out beyond all hell. And I it just wasn't worth it anymore. And um, I had a breakdown moment where I was just, like, so stressed. And I was like, I want to quit school. And you were like, whoa, hold on a second. Is this Aria Green I'm talking to? Hello? What's happening? And, um, you know, and then I calmed down and then I really talked to you about it. And I was like, well, no, really, like, I don't want to do school. And you were like, oh, okay. You know, then don't do school. Um, and so I didn't do school. (laughs) I, uh, I, I had like a, I basically had a mental health emergency so bad that I was, you know, when I admitted this, that I was honestly that weekend just to be transparent. It's mental health awareness month. There's no shame. I was honestly at that point considering dropping off my cat with a friend and driving myself to a a mental health hospital and checking myself in because I was just in such a deep pit of despair and just so lost and didn't know what to do and I was so overwhelmed and there was just so much going on that I was just like, I I need a break. Like, this is too much. I mean, you gave off the vibe. Um, (laughs) You gave off the mental health hospital vibe? What does that mean? I mean, like, I told you. Is that what you mean? Well, I mean, I just meant, like, I was you in... gave off the vibe. Like, you were, you were... <laughs> what you were, does that mean? You were in a, in, a, in a dark place. Yeah, I mean, I was. I was. Yeah. Um, uh, which you've, you've... I don't know, you've been in worrying places before. Um, as is the story with people who struggle with mental health, I feel. Yeah. Um, you go to worrying places sometimes. And, you know, whether you let other people know or not, you should let other people know. You know, I would suggest it. I would recommend it. But, you know, they can't be your therapist or anything, but they can provide support. But as long as you know when to say, like, I can't, I can't deal with this right now and I need to, I need to back off, you know. Yes. That's another important part. Like, give your friends boundaries too because they aren't mental health professionals if you do reach out for support especially if you're thrown out a lot you know it's it's very hard when you're in a very bad place to be understanding of that but your friends might also be in hard places and it's very important to also understand and respect when they're like wait a second this is too much for me too i'm so sorry but i i need to take a step down and when they do that they're not abandoning you it might feel like it sometimes, but they're really just applying that love to you you and your relationship by respecting respecting you and your relationship enough to draw that boundary and, you know, be like, hey, I need a break. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just feel like it's, it's respect for themselves. Like, you got to recognize that you can't, you know, it doesn't matter how good, you know, you think you are, but you got to... You gotta take care of yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you did that. You did that with me sometimes when I was like really freaking out. You would support me the best you could, but there would come an extent where you're like, okay, I love you, but I, I need to take a breather. Like, this is a lot for me right now because I'm dealing with my own stuff. 
And, um, you know, I, I would feel bad sometimes, but really, I don't think that was a bad thing because it would just encourage me to actually seek professional support at that next step. Yeah, because I mean, um, the professionals are always ready. Yeah, so, you know, at, getting back to that night, you know, I had a really big breakdown. You, you talked me through it for quite a while, and I was just spiraling, and you were like, okay, you know, like, I feel like you're at a stable enough place, but I need a break, you know. Um, to, to, to take a breather and then I'll come back and check on you. And I was like, okay, that's, that's fine. Um, and I just kind of sat there and my thoughts continued to spiral and I, I texted a crisis line. Um, it was the first time I had ever done it. And it worked a lot better than it did talking to me. (laughs) Well, no, talking to you helped a lot. You know, having that initial support from you helped a lot. But But talking to them helped a lot. Well, yeah, they're they're, they're fucking trained counselors. I sure hope it would. They are. (laughs) I'd be very worried if talking to my my non-mental health-involved boyfriend did better for me than an actual professional. I don't know what they said to her, but fellas, they they work wonders. Um, Fellas and ladies, thank you very much, but... I'm talking to the fellas here. Why are you talking to the fellas? The fellas, because the fellas need some some mental health representation. Okay. I'm, I'm it. Valid. Everybody has mental health, though. Um, but, That's fair. Um, yeah, so, uh, I mean, I could tell you what they said. It wasn't much, you know, but it was it was the right things. Um, and I, I talked to somebody, you know, they didn't even ask me my name. They didn't ask me, they didn't ask me anything that seemed... Shady. <laughs> duh. <laughs> but, step one, don't ask anything that's Duh, shady. step one, if you're going to be a counselor, don't be shady. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, like, they didn't ask for my name. All they asked was, you know, what are you struggling with now? What's going on? You know, why did you text this line? You know, they were very friendly and comforting. I think the person whose name I talked to was Hannah, but I'm sure that was a fake name. Um, it is, it's true. I mean, like, crisis lines and, like, you know... Suicide hotlines, they don't use their real names. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that, I think that's thats very... That's a, that's a thing, um, and see, I, I don't blame them. Um, see, and that's where I messed up, because I ask her name every time that I try to give her any advice, and she gets really angry. Yeah, how dare you ask my name? Or how dare you, you give not give me a fake name? No. Mm-hmm. Um, but I talked to this girl named Hannah, I guess, and she, she just kind of just talked me through it. And she was just like, what's going on? You know, how long have you been feeling this way? What's up? And, you know, she was very nice, and she was very supportive, and she was just very... It was nice to, like, get that support and not feel like I needed to give anything in return. And I think that's one of the biggest values of these resources, is you feel like there's no transaction. You don't feel like, okay, I listen to your stuff, you know, and support you. You listen to my stuff and support me. It's really purely just, like, you feel no pressure to ask this person back, how are you? You know, they're just like, how are you? What's up? Yeah. And it's all about you for a second and the time that you really need it the most. Yeah, and you don't need to worry about the other person. You know, you don't need to worry about, like... Them being overwhelmed. Yeah, or, and you end up... You know, like, being, they're ready. They're ready for this associating, conversation. associating, like, oh, when I talk, my, my boyfriend has a terrible time. It's like, yeah. when you... It's like, with a therapist, it's like, you talk, and they listen, and that's it. That's it. That's it. You talk with a crisis line, they're just there to listen and ask questions and make sure you're safe. Like, that's it. And she, you know, she just asked me, like, how have you been feeling? Like, what's up? And I was honest with her. I'm just like, I've been feeling depressed. There's a lot going on. And, you know, and I've been dealing with it for a long time. I I talked to her about my PTSD. And she just said all the things I, like, really needed to hear in that moment. Um, Like, wow, like, you're so strong to have been carrying this for so long. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. But it was just, it was nice to hear those things. 
sorry, let me collect myself. <laughs> but yeah, and just, you know, the conversation ended pretty simply. It was just like, you know, what are some things that make you feel better? And I, I, I talked to her about that. And, you know, I talked to her about how I'd been leaning on you and friends for support, but I felt bad about it. And she was just like, well, it sounds like you have great friends. And I was like, you're right, I do. <laughs> I do. And it was, I don't know, it was nice to be reminded of that and like hear those things and get that support. And in all reality, that, that exchange felt like it went by so fast. Like it felt very short. But it took me from a place of being not good at all, like very bad, to being okay. And as somebody who has advocated for mental health and like told people about these lines, I had sent people this crisis line number before, but I had never used it. And it was nice to like see that it works, to see what it does, to see that this is what they're doing. And it, now I can say it's worked for me. So if I ever have to give someone that line again, if I ever provide that support, I can tell them like, hey, I've personally used this and it helped me. Yeah. And I think that's a very valuable experience to have, even though it came from kind of a sucky place. Oh, don't hug me. I'm going to cry more. <laughs> don't hug me. <laughs> what do you expect me to do? I don't know. Sit there and stare at me like I'm a fucking clown. <laughs> like I'm a monkey doing a dance for you. <laughs> okay, maybe don't actually look at me like that. <laughs> what? It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just that was just a lot of uh, sappy emotional shit to say that. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is sappy emotional shit to say the the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But I mean, like, it's just a, it's just to getting around to the point of, you know, like, if you need help, please seek it. Because, I mean, I'm very glad I did. Um, I'm very glad and grateful to have been in a place where I was receptive enough and, like, aware enough to seek that help. Because me, when I was 15 and I was at, like, my worst point in mental health ever, would have never, never done that. Um, never bothered to do that. I'm very glad you did. I am too. It helped a lot. And everybody around around you, humble listener, would 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 be happy to see you getting help too. Yeah, they would. Um, you know, anybody that cares about you and your best interest wants to see you get that help. You know, they want to see you open up about what you're going through. They want the opportunity to tell you like, hey, please get the help that you need. I'm here to support you. Um, all you have to do is give them that opportunity. Yeah. But yeah, man, I'm already ready to call this episode quits. I've cried. I've, I've, mm-hmm. I, I, I've hit the final home run base um, of tears in my third episode. Wow. You got some some good moisture bullets out. <laughs> moisture bullets? Aren't... You've unloaded the clip. Okay, well... Oh, that's, there's a lot to unpack in that. I don't know what you're talking about. I feel like about. we could have an episode dedicated to that one. That one phrase you just said. Just psychoanalyzing. Maybe, maybe another time. <laughs> but, um... You know, I also want to ask you, like, what was... 
I'll ask you first, what was the the hardest part of supporting supporting I guess anyone but someone you love through through like a a mental health crisis, I'll say. Mm, pro I mean you. Just because I'm definitely the most invested in, you know, you and your your happiness and your your well being than than anybody else. Um just been seeing you suffering a whole lot and me sitting like a caveman knowing nothing of what to do um, and just feeling inadequate and you know feeling like worthless because I'm not able to to do anything to help um, well you certainly weren't worthless and you certainly did help I'll tell you that much it definitely didn't feel like it I, <laughs> I felt mean, like I was making no pro I was the fucking dude in the Greek uh, well you're not my therapist you know like there's not that's much fair. you could have but done. also I couldn't I couldn't just shove you in, into a therapist and, and say well, okay yeah. talk yeah and also it would have you know come across insensitive to be like save this for your therapist sweetie you know but yeah. you, you did what you could and I it, mean I, I, kinda, I slid in some hey you should talk to a therapist well, it was literally just like hey you should talk well, to a therapist I mean yeah you weren't insensitive about it you were like hey I really think you should get some help and I was like you're absolutely right but I don't you know I, I don't know how to access that resource right now um, for a multitude of reasons and um, you know that's valid too but I you did help but I also definitely understand your perspective of like you have no control over my happiness. You know, you have no control over my my health and wellness. You know, there's nothing you can do about those things. You are just kind of along for the ride. Um, and it was I'll... a wild ride. <laughs> I felt like I was going to fall a lot. Like, it went upside down, and then the rails were, like, creaking. Oh, okay. And okay. I was like, okay, is this going to fall, or am I going to have to... I mean, I don't know anything about, you know, roller coaster maintenance. <laughs> what am I... <laughs> What am I supposed to do here? I feel like this analogy is going in too deep, but you know, you, you did you did what you could. You you were supportive, you listened to me, you were like you were ready to ask questions, you were ready to to help stabilize me and reassure me and let me know, like, hey, you know, it's not the end of the world, people love you, like it's okay. Um That's fair. It's going to be okay, like I understand that you're upset right now and that's totally okay too, but just know that you're gonna get to an okay place later, like we'll figure it out. You know, I don't think there's anything else you could have done. So, you know, sometimes the most important part is just realizing, you know what, you can't do it as good as Hannah. Hannah's, <laughs> she's got it. She's got the formula down. Shout out to Hannah. No, I mean, Hannah's a, a licensed built counselor. But, yeah, I mean, no, you're not. And I think it's, again, it's important that we also talk about drawing that boundary of like, hey, like, I've given you all the support I can give. I'm still here to support you and I love you. But this is over my head like this is above my pay grade yeah um and like you know i'm not able to actually give you the concrete help that you need and i i think it is really an act of love to to say that and let somebody know and you know i knew that you know i probably knew that better than anybody that you were not my therapist you were not going to help but just to be able to no i'm laughing at you saying i was not going to help because well, you're absolutely right. Well, yeah. I mean, you were going to help in the sense that you were going to be a supportive boyfriend. Yeah, I was going to struggle to do my best and ultimately not do much. You did a lot. You were supportive. I mean, I can't tell you how much support matters. Like, how much having that person there saying, like, hey, I hear you. I hear your pain. I see you. Um, I really want you to get help. Um, I can't tell you how powerful that is, Dandy. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I just... 
I wish I could have done it better, I guess. I I think you're being too hard on yourself. I think you did the absolute best. I don't know. All you can do is your best. And if, you know, let let the effect of it speak for itself. Yeah, I think just being there speaks for itself. Like, saying, like, hey, I hear your pain, like... Have you considered getting, you know, accessing a resource that really, really can help you with this? Um, Again, it's very powerful. And so I'll ask you on the flip side to kind of, you know, leave off on a more positive note. Um, And this might take some thinking because, I mean, like, there's not a lot that's very pleasant about, you know, someone you love having a really rough time. But what was the, the best part about, you know, the past few months and everything? Um, the best part, I mean, of the last few months, I don't know, just spending time with you and when, the, you know, the moments when we could be happy and, you know, the ups, I guess. I don't know. It feels like a simple, like, kind of cheat answer, but I don't know, just the good times and then it ending and, well, you know, getting better. It's, you know, it's good. There's, there's a... There's an, an upside. There's there's an incline on that roller coaster. There's a, a light at the end of the tunnel. I would agree. Yeah. You got any any questions? You seem like you have something on your mind. No, I just love you. I love you too. <laughs> and I love you too, dear listener. I'm gonna do that out. That's for me. That's not for them. <laughs> in a platonic way. Okay. In a, in a I, you're my friend. I. We're bro. You're bros. But anyways, uh, I just wanted to to be candid and have this conversation and maybe this was just one big ramble and rant and rave but I just that's a podcast baby that's a podcast baby unless it's really organized and boring wow I've been really organized my past few episodes oh no I'm sorry to break it apart <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to, to talk about this cause you know it's a, I, I, I run a I run a pardon my French but I run a fucking mental health podcast you know like how can I how can I do that and just show up and talk about things and drone on and not talk about the real issues that affect people every day, which is their mental health and that it exists and that struggles exist and that I have them too. And, you know, it's it's okay. It's okay to have them. Um, it's okay to talk about them. There's, there's nothing wrong with speaking up about it, you know, and there's nothing wrong with asking for support. Or, like, you know, letting people know so that you can lean on them and they can provide that love and those boundaries to you as necessary. And there's nothing wrong with seeking help. There's nothing wrong with calling or texting a crisis line when you need it. There's nothing wrong with going to the hospital if you need it. You know, I'm thankful I didn't have to in the end. But, you know, if I had made that choice and that's what I needed, I don't think there should be any shame in that. I don't think so either. I think there's a glory in it because I think it was a... If you're if you're struggling, it's a glorious idea to do that instead of doing something irresponsible or, you know, harmful or, or whatever. Yeah, you're. I mean, to to make that choice, to take that step, to, you know, better yourself and make yourself feel better and get yourself in a in a healthy and stable place. I that is glorious. That's triumphant. That's a victory. That's a that's a. I wanna I wanna win. I wanna thrive. I don't want to be here anymore in the way that I am you know not that I don't you know not that I want to leave this life but more just like I don't want to I don't want to to be struggling I don't want to be sad anymore yeah and it takes 
it takes a lot more to want to change something and to put forth the effort to change than to just go. I mean, it's, it's a lot easier to just go like, I'm going to destroy everything. I'm, I'm, you know, just being destructive and tearing everything down instead of trying to build it up. And it's, it's harder to, to build it up. Yeah. It's harder to build it up. And I mean, not even, I won't even talk about it in the sense of like destructiveness, but you know, even just the, the slow decay, like the, you know, the laying down and giving up, it is, it takes so much strength and power and bravery to, you know, push yourself up and crawl, you know, to the, push yourself up in the desert and crawl to the nearest oasis, you know, like find the help, find something. Because when you're in that state of just being so downtrodden and so just beat up by your own brain, by the world, by everything, it, it takes so much to just be able to push yourself up and say, like, I'm going to go find help. Yeah. I agree. But, um, yeah, sorry, I've been an emotional mess for probably half this episode. Sorry, they, they can't tell. They're, they can't. They I'm can't. sure you can hear it in my voice. I'm sure you can hear me crying. Shh, <laughs> She's got a cold. She's... Yeah, it's a cold. It's my allergies. <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, like, I, I, it's okay to be emotional, I guess. I won't apologize too much for that. I mean, that's I, true. I, mean, that's I am sorry. Place. Yeah, I am sorry if I, I sound super nasally as a result, but, you know, I, I take it back. I'm not sorry for being emotional. You know, it's, I feel like it's only appropriate to be emotional about these kinds of things. It's fair. And there's people who sound nasally without crying. So. You know what? And you're true. You know you're and right. They're, they're valid and they're beautiful too. You're so. right. <laughs> you're right. Man, you were made to be my co-host. Do you want to record more episodes with me? Yeah, sure. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I'll see if I can. We'll entice. see what the future holds. I'll see if I can entice them. Maybe if we get a big brand deal, I'll give you some money. Give me some McNuggies. <laughs> okay, I'll pay you nuggies if I have to. Um, my cat would like to say something. Apparently, yeah, okay. She wants to jump on my hand. <laughs> but anyways, this all just serves to say that mental health is important to talk about because everybody has it. You know, everybody has mental health, and many, many people also have mental health issues and you are not alone you know probably any you know anybody you meet could be experiencing the same you know and it's it is uh it's okay to talk about it and it's okay to seek support you should seek support you should get help you should be willing to listen to the people that love you when they you know encourage you to seek help um and I, I hope that you do. I hope if you're listening to this and you've been having a really rough time and just struggling, I hope maybe that this is the th- thing you hear and you're like, you know what? I, I need to book that therapist appointment. I need to text that crisis line. I need to reach out to my friend, my, my family member, somebody who loves me and let them know what I've really been going through because nobody knows but me. And uh, I hope that it helps you. And uh, I hope... You feel better too, um, and I hope that you stick around to to cry and laugh, and get better and experience all the <laughs> all the shitty and wonderful things that life has in store. I agree. I think that's a, a very good way of putting it. Oh, okay. Let me collect myself, and we'll wrap this up. This has been help yourself. Um, probably with, with Andy. With Andy. With, Special edition. With Arya and Andy. This is probably the the first like really candid episode. My first two episodes were very scripted. Not that anything's wrong with that. I was talking about specific subjects, but 
you know, I think this is this is the bread and butter of what I wanted to get at by making this podcast. Like this is the kind of stuff that I, I really wanted to, to talk about and destigmatize. So what better way to do that than to, to come back and, and talk about my own experiences because this is a cheesy line, but I always think of it because maybe maybe my, you know, somebody could take uh, a page out of my book and put it into their own survival guide. Maybe you could be in your Ned's Declassified. <laughs> don't, no, don't come reference a Ned's Declassified <laughs> School Survival Guide at me in the year of our Lord 2021. She's too excited. She stopped crying, instantly stopped crying. <laughs> <laughs> one frame when she heard about it. Listen, I miss them. I miss Nat, I miss Moe's, I miss Cookie. They deserved another show. But um, anyways, I uh, whoever's listening, um, I love you. I hope you're doing okay. I hope you get help if you need it. Um, and I hope that listening to this did something for you, inspired you, maybe made you look at mental health a little bit differently maybe helped you look at you know your loved one that's been struggling a little bit differently um and i hope you take some time to uh to help yourself and uh help those around you secondarily because you know you can't you can't pour from an empty cup so have a good one have a happy memorial day have a good end of your mental health awareness month uh, welcome in June in the summer with open arms and maybe a lot of fans and air conditioning as well because it's going to be hot. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you, Andy, for being here and talking a little bit about, you know, the support that you gave me and what you went through with me. And Well, it was my pleasure. I, uh, I appreciate it. I think it, it definitely was a lot more interesting than me just yapping to myself and crying for, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. I bet that's interesting, too. Thanks, I think. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> what? But yeah, that's help yourself. <laughs> Alright. Well, um, I'll hopefully see you soon. I have no idea what the next episode's gonna be. I didn't plan that far ahead. I just wanted to sit down and talk. Um, honestly. And uh, tell my truth and just have a, have a discussion. Um, and I'll do some rebranding in the meantime before this is posted. But yeah. Have a good one. Take care of yourself. Help yourself. And just know that mental health matters. Your mental health matters. And, uh, yeah. Bye-bye. Alright. Bye-bye. Hi, this is future editing Aria chiming in. While I was listening back to this episode, I realized that while I talked a lot about the crisis text line and how it helped me, I didn't actually tell you how to access it. So I wanted to take a moment at the end of the episode to go ahead and tell you how to do that. Crisis Text Line is a free 24-7 crisis line that connects you to a trained crisis counselor to get you to a stable place whenever you need it. So the Crisis Text Line can be accessed by texting HOME, that's H-O-M-E, all capital letters, to 741-741, connect you to a trained crisis counselor any time of day or night. If you prefer to talk to somebody on the phone and you're in a crisis, I also encourage you to call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline if you need it. Um, They are available 24 hours as well, and they have counselors available that can speak both English and Spanish. And you can access that line by calling 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK. T-A-L-K. I also want to go ahead and say thank you to Lakey Inspired for the music. It's free to use music. 
Um, but this is his track Blossom that's featured in this episode. I just love it. I'm a big fan of Lakey Inspired, and he makes pretty his music, so you'll be hearing a lot of his tracks on this podcast. Anyways, I hope you have a good day, week, month, year, life, whatever. But, you know, even if you're not having a good day, that's okay too. Sometimes you can just have a day. And that is enough. Thank you. This has been Help Yourself.